Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I am coming to you to talk about productivity. Wow, just wait, people. I'm super excited. I think my ring light might be a little bright. Okay, you can see me. Um, this is ironic because I am recording this for a second time. The video that got posted, that I posted and edited was um, the wrong video. So I'm just doing a live because it's just easier to do that than re-record. So I love to talk about productivity. I almost titled this like how to be productive from a coach with ADHD. So not only am I formally an ADHD coach, but I also have ADHD myself. I understand the way your brain works as it relates to your prefrontal cortex, which mediates 11 executive function skill areas, one of which being planning and prioritization, thinking about time management, um, task initiation, so getting started on a task, also even like sustained attention, doing your tasks, um, goal attainment. So I really know this, this stuff, know this work, but I also have used every literally every excuse in the book um, to not be productive, to waste my time. Like I, I, like whatever you come up with, I've used before, like I got you boo. Cause your brain will want to defend the way you've always thought, the way you've always worked. We just know that's what our brains do. And so I want to invite you to really recognize that this will be triggering, this will be challenging, and this work will require a different uh, a different side of you, different take. But I want you to know that you're not alone and that you can do this work, really and truly. So clients come to me and they report that they are overwhelmed and they believe that they have no control over how they spend their time. They aren't, they don't feel productive. Hi Lisa, this is for us, sweet friend. They can't seem to get what we need to, like what we need to get done or they don't have an ability to take action. So as I described before, it's those, it's those skill areas from the prefrontal cortex that we know mediate all those different actions that we need to, to create to be productive and have a good relationship with time. And so these clients have all these dreams and ideas and things they want to do that they, they need to do, but they can't get motivated. I'm moving you over just a little bit. Or they can't figure out why they can't get their lives under control. Or that they seem to start something and then not not finish it. And this was more the case when I was doing just ADHD coaching, but I know we all have this. It doesn't matter what age we are. It doesn't matter if we've ever been diagnosed or if we ever think we've had an executive function challenge. It doesn't matter. 
We all have to train our brains to do the work. We all don't want to do things. We all can talk our things out of doing things right now. So I want to encourage you to think about your relationship with time right now. Do you feel like you have control over it? Do you feel like you get to decide what you do, what you don't do, or are there things outside of yourself, outside of you, your kids, your job, your, uh, I don't know, anything that is, is, is deciding how you spend your time. And I know that this is very challenging to talk about. Your brain wants to scream and shut down. And I, I talk about this with my clients that when I was presented with this information about the way you, we see time and the way we can use time and the way we can change our relationship with time was when I was in um, London and I was going through my coaching training and I was raising Henry, I was working, I was doing all the things and so I had told my story that A, I had ADHD, I was a single mom, I was hustling. Like, so this person is saying to me, you get to choose how you spend your time. And I was like, they don't know my story. They don't know how hard I have it, right? This is the story that I love to use. And so, so I couldn't believe that someone would have the audacity to suggest that I had any control over anything because this was not the story I was telling myself. And, and I, I was hustling, friends, hustling. And so as I began to do this work of the cognitive behavioral process, which we will get to in just a second, I recognized that I did have a choice. Like I, I, like I could decide. I could decide what I was gonna do that day. And if something came up with Henry or now Theo, um, or if some, I got interrupted in some way or my schedule got off track or like I, if I get interrupted, it's hard for me to get back because I was using all of those. And so I decided that like I could just get it done when I had time. We have stories about that our kids need us or that other people need us or that we have to do this or that. And that is true. Yes. But there is always time there, you know, like time is the same. We have the same amount of time always, and we get to choose how we do this. So I want to walk you through that. As you guys know, I believe your thoughts impact your emotions, which impact your actions, which impact your results. So I want to walk you through the tear process around one, one idea. Okay, one idea at a time. So the first would be, I don't have the time. When you think, I don't have the time right now, I don't have the time to do this, I never have the time. Well, how does that make you feel? The emotion for me is stress. It might be overwhelmed, it might be upset. And the action I take from the emotion of stress is no action. I'm like, Meh, I'm gonna procrastinate. So I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to, I'm just going to avoid. So I'm going to buffer even more by procrastinating. And the result is that I get is I don't have enough time to get anything done because my action was procrastination. Now, 
I want to do the flip side of that. If you have the thought, I have plenty of time to do this project or I have plenty of time to get done what I need to get done this week, or we'll just say I have plenty of time. The emotion that it brings up for you, one might be one of like abundance, of confidence, of clarity, like I got this, of competence. And so when you have competence or confidence, you're going to plan, you're going to follow through, you're not going to waste time. And we'll get into time wasters, sweet friends, um, and, and what that means. So what we are doing when we have the conversation about productivity and time is that we are really changing our relationship with time. We're changing how we think about time, right? Of course, that's it. Of course, I'm a cognitive behavioral coach that says you need to change how you think about time and then your action, your behavior around time. We can change our experience of it. So I want you to consider what thoughts you have about your time and productivity now. And I want you to understand how you use time. This is a stretch for some of us. But what if you took some time right now, do you like what I did there, took some time, and wrote what you did the last 24 hours? Write it down. 15 minute, 30 minute by 30 minute increment. It doesn't matter if it was an off day yesterday, of course was part of a holiday. It doesn't matter if it was work, just, or even just do starting today and start writing that. So we had 24 hours, we all had 24 hours, how did you spend them? What did it look like? And please make a list of everything that you have done. Like that's sleeping, that's making coffee, that's talking to your children and trying to convince them to do something that they don't wanna do so it took 20,000 more minutes than it should. Um, it is driving, uh, checking Facebooks. <laughs> but we know we do this for information. We do this for our business but we just get good about planning it. We don't get sucked into Facebook. We make choices about it, but that's or you, like, you're gonna write everything you've done down in the last 24 hours or starting right now. And when you look at that, I want you, well, I want you to be compassionate because here's what will happen. You will get very angry at yourself in the beginning when you're doing this work. And sometimes do not do this work if you're not ready. I don't even ask most of my clients until they've understood the thought process and the thought work because the worst thing that can happen is we start beating ourselves up. We start feeling negative emotion about it because that's not gonna change our behavior. That's not going to change how we have our relationship with time. So please think about that and please be very kind to yourself in this process. And so when we think about how we spend our day, I want you to think about your thoughts about how you spent your day. Most of us don't live our days with great intention. We thought we think that we're like, ah, I'll, I'll respond to whatever fires I need to be put out, like that I need to put out. We're just trying to get through the day. We're trying to figure everything out. We think we, we don't have the power to manage our time. 
And I know that I feel very passionate about living with intention. If you've heard me speak, you know I believe that you need to be passionate about your eating, your time, like really purposeful about all of it. And, and, and it fuels, like it'll fuel so many other options. We are living, thinking, and behaving on purpose. Okay, so, and we'll get into that next week as well, because we're going to actually, the topic is eating on purpose. So, ah. okay, so let's really dive into, as I keep moving to try to see, um, why, why, like, what are, where do our thoughts come from about time? And we're going to just ask some questions about how we spend our time. Where does our time go? Uh, but like, are you happy with where you're spending your time? Are there areas that are you're wasting time on? What's costing you time now? Okay, this is one of my favorite questions because we are going to approach time in this way, hi, sweet Susie, as something we spend. Like we either lose time, we spend our time, we cost it's something cost us time or time is also something we create oh this is so hard and this is important work this is like getting at the depth of cognitive behavioral coaching cognitive behavioral interventions as someone diagnosed as you guys know with adhd myself i spend a lot of my time wasting my time right there's nothing around it my thoughts were I'm not good at time. I can't focus. I can't really ever get anything done. I've never been able to get things done before. I got kicked, you know, like all the things. Think of all the thoughts you've ever had about what you can and what you can't do. It was all there for me. Uh, and I'm triggered by my son with ADHD because he has the same problems as me. And like, I, he's a bad time manager only because he learned it from me. And like, then what does that do to how we feel about ourselves? So like, think about what's coming up for you. And I have clients who um, are able to do work. I have like the super producer clients. Then I have the clients who their thoughts get them stuck. Not thoughts about how they spend their time or what they're able, but thoughts of fear and overwhelm. And then I also have clients who have thoughts about how other people are in control of their time. So we all come to this with the different opinions, different beliefs, different thoughts. And what the work we are doing is finding our thoughts about time. And we know once we name those thoughts, we can tame them. We review to reframe. So we've got this. So I want you to, to understand what costs us time. The first one is, will not be a surprise to any of you, is really not dealing with your emotions. It's buffering. It's the distracting from emotion, uh, over shopping, over uh, like drinking, overeating, overthinking. So we're gonna like, we're, we're, distracted, like distracting from our emotion. We're restricting our emotion. Well, that takes work to push it down. We think it'll keep popping up for us. So we're not really, we're overreacting to emotion. How many of us have overreacted? Well, that takes time to be 
to, you know, to let others know how upset we are, that takes time. And so when we are doing these, that is whatever we are doing to escape emotion costs us time. So I want you to think about what is your habitual way of responding to emotion. And if you were able to just learn how to feel and respond to your feelings, like then you would have more time, right? So when we are escaping, we're, we're wasting time. So I'll, I'll, uh, to go along with that, I believe worrying wastes time. It's a time waster. And it pretends to be necessary. Like we really need to worry about COVID. I believe, I did believe, I mean, I still, like I believe I need to worry about what my children are gonna do or like, no, I just need to think about it, do the work, make a decision. So like that is like, oh, that's my next. I want you to think about like indecision is one of those common ways we spend, like we spend, waste our time. When you're like, oh, what should I do? And then you change your mind. So you've gone down this path and then you change your mind and you wasted more time going down this path. When we don't make a decision, we deny action. We waste time. We choose to be stuck. I know this is really hard for me, sweet friends, because we're like the time's ticking by. And instead of making a decision and moving forward, we're just spinning. We're just overwhelmed, we're spinning, we don't know what's going on. So that's a time waster, that's another one. Um, another time waster is judging ourselves or judging others. So I want you to think about that. It doesn't give us anything in, in return. So it doesn't help us to judge ourselves. It helps us to do the thought work to then change our, our behavior, but it doesn't help us to really sit there and spin and, and judge. And really, I believe judge, judging is just a way of not dealing with your emotions. Um, you know, Lisa, good, you're doing the work. Even though we're not multitask, you totally multitask in this case. But really thinking about how we judge ourselves and what that looks like and how much time we spend doing that. Like, oh, if we could just get it together. We think it's very helpful. Um, so I also believe in addition to all of those ways of we, uh, wasting our time, you could say costing you time. You could say losing your time to make it feel better. But I also believe in addition to all of those people pleasing is a great way saying yes to others, which means saying no to yourself is a great way to waste time because we're trying to control our feelings, to, uh, like we don't wanna be uncomfortable. And when we say yes to others, when we try people pleasing out, which I'm really good at, I want you to just think about how that makes you feel and, and why you continue to do that. And so really by paying attention to the ways we waste our time and being conscious of the ways that we like that are our typical time wasters. Like when we decide that we're gonna reduce the time we spend on these, thank you, Becca. Hi. Um, we can literally create more time for ourselves. So you you see it, right? Like it's it's this was hard for me to get, but like if you decrease the amount of time you spend buffering, worrying, 
being indecisive, judging yourself, people pleasing. If you decrease that, you'll have, you, you've, you have more time. You have more time for other things. How many times have we been like, what should I eat? What should I do? Well, if you write it down the night before, you know what you're gonna eat. There's no time to, that you need to think about it. And when it gets to productivity, then we're gonna talk about how you create time with, by being productive. Okay, so how do you then, what helps you with time? I call them time helpers. I call them like how you can make time, create time, um, but that we do this by reducing time-wasting activities. But you can also make time by planning I believe and I, I that for every hour I spend planning, I save five in like my craziness. Like, what am I going to do? What did I say I was going to do? Who was I supposed to call? It the planning like I do it on a Sunday. I plan for the week ahead. It's been the game changer for me and for other clients that have implemented this system. And like really, and, and that's, that's a system that I teach in the Courageous Life today. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is what we're going to do. And then that planning also involves choosing three, not seven, because I'm ADHD, right? We discussed that. I want to do seven different tasks all in one day. I pick three top tasks and those are what I get done. If I need more, I, I have a list of what I can draw from if I have more time. So really planning. And then the other way you can make time is by honoring that plan. How many of us plan and then never actually then follow through what's on our agenda or, or little planner? You guys, this was the, the, the biggest time waster in my life. Like I was like, oh my heavens, I can't do it because kids get sick and things come up. But here's the deal, we still can do what we have create like what we've decided to do, even if someone's sick, even if we have to wait until the evening when they go to bed to do it. So I want you to like challenge your brain to say there might be a different way. Another way we make time is by saying no. And that is saying no to ourselves as well. We've talked about this. Like, I believe that we have to get good at telling our brain no. Just as I tell Theo no, like, hold your, hold your, you are four, you have got to learn self-discipline. And I know your brain is not at a place where, but I'm teaching you how to say no. I know what? And then we make time by making decisions. We make time by being productive, which we're going to talk about. We make time by taking clean action. And for those of you in the society know that I believe that you have clean thoughts, you have clean, you have clean um, like action, you have clean emotions, like you need to think, you need to feel, you need to take action. And you need to be really clear about how you do that. And we do that by just doing this work, this cognitive behavioral, like this work. And Lisa, we are all four at our base. It's just the way we the, the way we roll. That's how our brains work, right? Our brains are moody toddlers. And we're like, we're in charge of them. Our prefrontal cortex, your old brain wants you to look for danger, wants you to keep thinking what you've always thought. So when you, you have to use 
that executive function, that executive planning of your prefrontal cortex to get you to do the work. Because you won't want to do what's on your plan for the day. Something far better will come up and you will not want to do it. So you're using your prefrontal, you're using your executive function to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Oh, it's very challenging, but really rewarding. Like when you realize this, when you finally decide that you can just follow what you've planned and in, in the society, I tell you step by step how, what to put on your, in your plan or what to put on at your actions. Because we know our thoughts create our emotions, which create our actions. And we have always thought if we plan everything and take action, then we'll, we'll do, do it. But we don't realize that it is our thoughts that drive our action. So we're missing one giant step of the, of the puzzle. Okay, so I want to talk to you about productivity, right? Because I believe first we have to have this understanding of how we use time, waste time, create time to be productive. But we get to decide what productivity means. For me, it means getting stuff done, getting it done. You can replace it with what you think. Not spinning, right? Like, ah, what am I gonna do? Not getting caught up in a small task that you lose track of time or you waste time. That's productivity to me. Not trying to do 80 tasks all at once as a recovering um, ADHD-er, that's, that's my go-to, right? And, and so really, and then planning. So I want to tell you a little bit about that. So like I, I have um, my planner, here it is. And it doesn't matter what planner I use. So I use Google Planner, or I use Commit 30, it doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't matter. But I teach everybody how to use this. So I want you to think about, like you will look at this and you'll be like, I don't wanna do this. I have like, ugh. It doesn't matter, you do it. You do what's on your planner, it's non-negotiable. And here's what I encourage you to do. You're gonna create a plan every day. In the morning, you're gonna look at the thoughts, emotions, the three actions you need to take and what result that will get you for that day. Right, you're going to do this deep work to change your relationship about what you get done and what you think you are able to get done. What if I told you you could just choose how much time something will take and you just do it in that amount of time? That's a psychological principle that I teach, that you can just choose and you get it done when you say you're gonna get it done. And so I want you to think about what you do daily as well. Like my clients um, say, well, I have to check my email to see if something comes in. I have to check, check Facebook because whoever knows. Sam, yes. And, and here's the deal. What if I told you, you check Facebook at eight, noon, and four, and that's it. What if I told you, you check Facebooks or no, email. Yeah, you check email. You check the Facebooks or Instagram at nine, and at six, whatever times you, you use. What if you didn't have to think, like those are thoughts, you do not have to check Facebook, Instagram, your email all the time. 
incoming clients will under like that you need to show people you need to show others how you want to be treated and so if you're at the beck and call of like alarms and notifications you're not staying true to your plan for your life I talk about time blocks when I, I when I work with my clients. So you do this from this time, this from this time. But here's where it gets challenging. You're going to create a plan for your day, for your week. I do. I take one hour and plan the whole week. I'm a pro at it. Things will come up. Your children will not sit quietly. They will interrupt you. Your children will get sick. You will have something, a, another job that you might have might need you. You, um, you can plan it, but there's another fire to put out like this. I did not have this 30 minutes. It's a little over 30 minutes in my schedule, but I have overflow time because here's the deal. I'm re-recording this because as you know, if you listen to the first part of the video, it did not go through. So here's productivity 101, but I, I'm making it work. I'm going to make it work in the time I have. You don't know what's gonna come up, but you know your brain is reliable and you have cre wired in belief that you can do what you say you're gonna do. You're going to be reliable. And so, so we look at the plan. If you don't follow the plan for a day, you're going to look at why you're going to ask yourself hard questions and you can do that. Like it's you, it's your brain. You don't need to lie to your brain. You don't need to justify your actions. You're just going to be honest. Why didn't you follow the plan? Oh, sister, this is next week eating on purpose. Got a lot of feelings about this. It's the same plan. You follow a plan and we don't do that. And what thoughts do you even have about following a damn plan, right? And I, I have a lot of clients that say, I want to be spontaneous. Like my identity is wrapped up in how fun I am. And this was mine. Like who doesn't love a fun loving person with ADHD? Who's always like the life of the party in a mess, right? But what if you could be both? What if you don't need to be both anymore? What if you don't need to fly by the seat of your pants and you still can have your fun, loving identity? I don't know. Like, I want you to think about this for yourself. I thought my inability to plan would make me fun. Yes, Sam, you make us promise to yourself every day and you don't let yourself down. And that's another thing that we do in um, the Courageous Life Society is each day we write an anchor thought. So for your actions that you need to get done, for getting your list done, you have anchor thoughts. Like I love what I do. I love my life. I can handle this. I am strong. I am committed. Like all of these to say, like, I can do this. I am worth the work. I am worth following this plan because my time is precious. I deserve to, to, to get stuff done. It's hard not to say the other word. Okay, so um, I really want you to think about this. And like when we choose to be productive, we are making that choice for ourselves. And then that choice just 
is, is really an example of what is possible to others, to our children. We do not have to believe the lies about our past behavior, our past performance, and what that means now to us. We are the ones who create time, who waste time. We are the ones who will change our life. I always say like the secret to life is inside that brain of yours. Like you can do this work. I know it. Okay, so you know that I teach like how to plan for your day, how to plan for your week, how to plan for your year. Like it's, it's that intentional, but the work, as we said, is really following that plan and believing on purpose that you can do the plan. So if you want more information about uh, working, about like how this works, there is blog, po there will be blog posts, um, there, there will be, like you could go to my website and learn about the Courageous Life Society. Who am I? I didn't have that. I didn't think I was gonna say that, but yeah, you could. I mean, jessicastong.com. And then next week, I'm super excited because we're talking about eating on purpose. So I really want you to think about, like we're, eat, we're planning on purpose. We're planning our time on purpose with a purpose. And then next week, we're talking about eating on purpose and how we follow our plan and what that looks like. I'm also considering doing some live coaching. Um, and so you can see me coach someone around time and, and really productivity because it's fascinating because all our brains believe stories about our time. And where are we keeping ourselves stuck? Where are we not allowing ourselves to grow and, and to get results? We get to choose what we are able to do and what we are able to produce. Oh, sweet friends, thank you for joining. I'm so excited. Um, if you have any questions, you know you can also go just ask questions in the comments or you can go to hello at jessicastong.com and send me an email. I guess you would just do it. Okay, thank you all. Have a great and courageous week. See you later. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world and all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a disc free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can um, 
really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, Again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica.com at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next week.